0: Good evening, and welcome to the Aging Hipster Rewatch. I am Bob Serrano. This evening, we are going back to 1994, and we are and we are all watching the blockbuster True Lies. I have asked some of my friends to come on to the podcast today, and I asked them to do it doucement. Do it slowly. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. I, I did not ask you to come into this uh, hotel room and dance for me. I wish I could, <laughs> but it's all social distancing. Maybe next year. But I have asked you to watch this movie with me.
1: How'd it go at the convention, honey? You were the picket
2: of the show. It's fantastic. It's a loved computer business.
1: For 15
2: years, Harry Tasker's been leading a double life.
1: Mr. President, one of our best men is inside. Transmitting now. Right on time.
3: I don't believe I've met you before.
1: Rehnquist. Harry Rehnquist. Listen to the following code word. Helen, H-E-L-E-N. Now, they're about to collide. What's your access strategy? I'm going to walk right out of the front gate.
2: May I see your invitation, please? Sure. Here's my invitation.
1: Oh, yeah, that worked good. Right out the old front gate. Can you back a second?
0: Mr. Tasker's office. Hi, it's Helen. Is he in?
2: Mm-hmm. How is a sales meeting, Mrs. Tasker? It's not like he's saving the world or anything. I see this is the problem with terrorists. They're really inconsiderate when it comes to people's schedules. Can you press the button for the
1: top floor, please? Hi, Helen. Harry forgot something back at the office. Whenever I can't sleep, I just ask him to tell me about his day. Six seconds and I'm out. Maybe it's just that you're not in touch with your feminine side.
2: Harry. uh what are you doing here? Wouldn't you believe it if I told you? You know what this is? It's a snow cone maker. Is it a water heater? <laughs> from James Cameron, director of Aliens and T2. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a Soviet Murph 6 from an ss 22 n launch vehicle. I married Rambo. Jamie Lee Curtis.
4: Have you ever killed anyone?
2: Yeah, but they were all bad true lies what can i say i'm a spy
0: first up is the co-host of the aging hipster rewatch it's toby Crines. how are you doing toby great bob great to be here thanks mark thanks tim toby if you were on assignment for omega sector are you in the field or are you in the van I'm in the office, Bob.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I am afraid to be anywhere near the action.
0: (laughs) Okay. And then second up is the pride of Long Island, Mark Fitchman. How are you doing, Mark?
4: I'm doing good. How are you doing, Bob?
0: I'm doing well. And same question to you. Are you in the field? Are you in the van? Are you in the office with Toby? I am
4: in the van down by the river.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And last up is movie expert Tim Holly of Tim Monsters. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing all right. And how about you? Are you in the field, van, office? Or are you like uh, shining? Cl- um, oh, shoot, I chopper. totally lost it. In that. the chopper. Are you, are you in the chopper? <laughs> are you wearing a uh, like a armor vest with like a white long-sleeve shirt, you know? <laughs> uh, I, I'd, I'd be in the van, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would definitely be in the field, tangoing my way <laughs> oh. around. Yes. Not listening to anything, committing felonies willy nilly because I'm the guy in the field. Doesn't even matter. Misappropriating resources. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into True Lies. It was released on the 15th of July, 1994. Tagline reads When he said I do, he's never said what he did. (laughs) I I love this one, man. I got to (laughs) say, this was the best one yet. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think about this, Mark?
1: the tagline,
0: yeah,
4: I don't remember it from the. I remember very little of the actual like release and the stuff leading up to it, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty good tagline. It's a, it's a little creepy and ambiguous the two, so <laughs> that works. Right. Yeah.
3: Which fits the movie. What did he do?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and what did he do? I don't like he or? didn't do anything legal. <laughs> yeah, he just got yelled at about uh, a whole bunch by his boss, and then he saved the world. How about you, Tim? Do oh, you yeah. need to really tell your significant other what? what you (laughs) were (laughs) doing
3: oh man i i don't yeah i also don't remember this tagline at all from the movie i i mean i remember the poster and i remember like that weird grenade with like the the, like wedding ring on it but like i did not remember our tagline but it's
0: it's pretty good well it's on imdb so it has to be true (laughs) and it's on the internet so it has to be true um (laughs) It, it, re- it reminded me of this reddit story i read today which was here so here's a really quick story so this guy he has an apartment and he was like building the apartment because he owned it and he gave himself like a secret room because he always wanted one and over time he forgot about the secret room
4: hmm.
0: you know what? and then like he just he ended he thought he had all these like grand designs but he ended up just using it as like a closet or something um so he ends up getting into a relationship. Gets engaged to the girl. She moves in with him, and he pers- he doesn't tell her about it because it's still a secret room. And sometimes he <laughs> forgets about it. And then, like one day, like um, they're just talking about like oh, like because they're quarantined like oh, we need a little bit more room or something like this. And he's like, oh, I got this whole room back here. And she <laughs> got really, <laughs> and he thought it was pretty clever, but she got really upset. You think, uh, like, whose side are you on? What do you guys think? How, how long did they live together? Eight months. that's that's not so bad that's not so bad yeah who's the asshole here yeah i think
5: think the minute that they move in together that's you know you can keep it forever if they're living separately but boyfriend girlfriend but as soon as you move in you know you gotta (laughs) share the the extra because women want to fill that space
0: right and she's just like where's the christmas lights so like oh i don't know let me look around you know and all of a sudden like comes back oh here they are don't worry about it <laughs> so uh, it. If, if i told my wife i had
5: a whole extra room i mean there'd be, <laughs> it would get ugly really f- well it would a
0: it would get filled right away yeah with her pretty stuff. much
5: <laughs> but, like <laughs> had, it would you had like a- joyous occasion.
0: What if he had like a vacation uh, home this whole time? You're like, everyone's like, I'm so stressed. I was like, why don't we just go to the lake house? You know.
3: So his Uh, whole argument was that he forgot about it.
0: Well, his argument was that well, he did kind of forget about it because he only used it to kind of store stuff. It's not like he was using it for anything like sinister anymore. And then also he he really believed in the the mission of a secret room that you have to keep it secret. (laughs) and he did, he didn't want to show his hand really fast, but I thought that was pretty funny. Thank you, Reddit. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the movie True Lies, was based on a French film, film called La Total, or something. I'm I suck at French, this, so sorry about it. Where it's a secret agent, has a lot of the same stuff, except um, he stalks his son like full on stalks his son when the uh, son, like, uh. Ditcher's school and also stalks his wife because his wife is actually having an affair with a used car salesman. Not this one where they make it like she wasn't going through all the way. In the French version, of course, she's, you know, she's in bed with the used cars, car salesman when the um, motorhome is blown apart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this one, um, I, I should say, I looked for that, that Hotel
5: or whatever um, yeah. in the French. Like, I, uh, On Amazon, you can buy the DVD for like 80 bucks, and it's not streaming anywhere that I could find. Um,
3: Yeah, I couldn't find it either. I didn't realize that it it even existed until I was researching it a little bit today. Like, I didn't know that this was a remake.
0: Yeah, I think that I think the story that I, I was reading goes that Arnold Schwarzenegger sort of mentioned it to James Cameron because Arnold Schwarzenegger thought it was a pretty interesting twist of having a, like a secret agent that had like this domestic life and stuff. like And, and he found out about it through like Maria Shriver's like one of hit her. Uh, brothers or something like that and it's sort of that's where it kind of kicked off james cameron's like oh this is the first time arnold's ever talked about a character before you know so, <laughs> right <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um like it's like the same with kindergarten
3: copies like trying to bring this domestic thing like element into other like genres or something that, that was like that was his mission at that time
0: and uh, well, I think he wanted. He's just tired of just like they're like Arnold, take off your shirt. Let's rub you down with some oil and like put a bunch of bandoliers on you <laughs> yeah. and start shooting stuff. You know, I mean, <laughs> just try to branch out a little bit. Is this uh, is this the last movie that James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger ever made together?
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I believe it so. Yeah. yeah, which is weird because I would always heard that this was like Cameron wanted to make Goldeneye and then he couldn't get the he couldn't land the role because he couldn't come up with come to like an agreement with the producers and so he put this into production to to make his own James Bond movie before GoldenEye and then GoldenEye had to change parts of their script because this movie was stealing so heavily from it
0: oh really like what like the Uh, Harrier Jets Uh,
3: yeah I'm not sure what elements they had to change but supposedly while in production GoldenEye had to change some of their script or some of the production because it was starting to line up too much with True Lies, and True Lies came out the year before.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, fascinating.
3: But, yeah, and that's a great Bond film. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like the the one. I mean, it's the best of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Like mm-hmm. I mean, most of his had terrible
0: scripts. <laughs> Fantastic video game too. If you were in college during that time, <laughs> yeah.
4: is that the okay, Tina so Turner this... theme song? She did. The, is that the Tina Turner one? How I only know it? I know Bond films by who sang the theme. Yeah, right, right.
5: <laughs>
0: right. I don't know who sang the theme for True Lies, but it was directed by James Cameron. They uh credited a bunch of uh, French people from the La Hotel. I'm not going to try their names because it's going to be terrible. Um, Claude Simon and Didier, and also James Cameron did the screenplay. It starred Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis as his wife, uh, Helen Tasker, Tom Arnold. Bill Paxton, Tia Carrera, uh Art Malik, Eliza Dushku, and then Charlton Heston makes one of his last appearances, I think that's pretty odd. As basically. Uh, yeah, pretty much as <laughs> as uh, <laughs> that's, this is this is funny. So James Cameron, of course, is like <laughs> F you, I can't do whatever. I, so I'm going to make True Lies the most expensive movie ever made yeah. at this point, you know? And uh-huh. just, like, rip off everything. And what are you going to do about it? Well, And he was uh, also
3: coming off of... He was supposed to be making a Spider-Man movie at this time. All like, oh, right. And that was, like, a, like, his R-rated Spider-Man movie fell apart. And then he jumped into True Lies pretty quickly, which is so <laughs> weird. So, like, he put Nick Fury in there, I guess. It's like a <laughs> you of Marvel or something? I don't know. Right.
0: Oh, that... Overall budget was $115 million. It was the first 100 plus million budget ever. It opened in the U.S. at 25, almost $26 million on the 17th of July, 1994. It grossed in the U.S. at uh, $146 million and worldwide it did 378. Worldwide in 1994, um, number one was The Lion King, number two, Forrest Gump. Number three was True Lies. Number four was The Mask. Five was Speed. Six was The Flintstones, which is pretty crazy, but you know. It's a good ass
5: um, movie.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, it? yeah, I didn't realize it was that popular. <laughs> it's a whole lot of money. Dumb and Dumber. Uh, um, best movie ever, right there. Yeah. Uh, four Weddings and a Funeral. Interview with a Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles, and then Clear and Present Danger for all you clancy heads out there. Our dads loved that movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was interesting that as of 2020 this is the only feature film that james cameron had directed uh that was nominated for an academy award for best visual effects and it did not win so he won everyone except for this one what i'm that sure year? that really Jeez. for scump i bet it did
3: yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think probably, it won yeah. everything yeah
0: yeah that makes sense um, and so, of course, then James Cameron takes all of that um, and then directs Titanic. It just blows everyone else away. Yeah.
3: It's funny that he didn't win for visual effects because that's, this was the first movie that he launched with Digital Domain, which is his visual effects company that he launched with uh, Stan Winston, who is like his like you know, practical effects guy. Up until this point, they launched dig- Digital Domain, which is now... Done all the Marvel movies, and it's like they're like the big visual effects house. So this is like their launching movie for it, and they didn't win an Academy Awards. That must have probably been (laughs) right. (laughs) Like a huge like like letdown for them.
0: Oh man! All right, so looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it got a seventy percent from the critics and the fresh meter seventy six from the audience. The critics' consensus was: if it doesn't reach the heights of director James James Cameron's and Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's previous collaborations. True Lies still packs enough action and humor into it, into a sometimes absurd plot to entertain. <laughs> and so, and, you know, what's really awesome when I was kind of looking stuff up is that there's, of course, on the internet, there's an entire website devoted to uh, Siskel and Ebert, which is something that <laughs> I grew up in. You know, Chicago is like, it's probably in the Midwest, you know. Yeah. It was the critics and I think throughout the world. So I looked it up and I saw the them rate it. They actually rated it. Uh, they reviewed it along with forrest gump the same show um they both loved the special effects at the beginning and the end but they hated the the middle part which they (laughs) considered cruel and dangerous and all this kind of stuff and they're just like they're uh but ebert throughout it all is like man the rest of it really rocks so i give it a thumbs up but siskel of course he's just like i just can't get past like the middle part and he's like and I think Siskel has said, you don't realize like how long the middle is, yeah. you know, where they go. <laughs> <on."> <laughs> but it's like, it's like a half hour, you know? Yeah. So let's get into what you guys thought of it. And uh, upon rewatching it, what do you think, Tim?
3: I, I totally agree. It's weird, like having rewatched it, that like that whole him stalking his wife, it just puts the brakes on the entire movie, like if for such a long time, like to just for the purpose of shoehorning her into basically being thrown into the action with him which is so weird it's such a weird like moment in the movie like i mean it's it's still a really entertaining movie but it's it's like wow like i forgot how much they just hit the brakes with that
0: <laughs> yeah you know at the time like when i haven't seen this in a long time and I, when i first watched it, i was really entertained i just and when i rewatched, it, i just it, it occurred to me that the whole middle just never even—I didn't even realize just how crazy he was being during the middle of it oh until God, yeah. I rewatched it. Toby, what do you think about uh, the movie upon rewatching it?
5: Uh, I thought, you know, it was enjoyable. There was enough humor mixed in. It was just totally outlandish throughout, <laughs> and nobody was making any qualms about that the
0: whole time. You know, <laughs> like so, I, I thought it was thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> I guess that's true. What do you think, Mark?
4: Um, I did see this one in the theater when it came out, and uh, I remember liking it the t- at the time. I mean, it was a good time, good movie to watch in the theater. Rewatching it, like, it started off a lot stronger than how I remembered it. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty good. But again, kind of in the middle and towards the end, like, I just sort of found myself losing a bit of interest. And then at that point, I, I knew already, you know, how it wrapped up and this and that. So it didn't hold up so so good. but. You know, of course, the effects and everything. You know, I can appreciate the the skill involved in throwing that all together, but it didn't hold up so well.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird for like how long it is. It's just so many twists upon twists. It's like, it's like okay, the movie's wrapping up now. It's like oh no, we still got like forty minutes left. <laughs> it's
0: like, and then it's like oh no, he has a daughter, and it's like how like where <laughs> <Yeah.
3: like>, that? <laughs> right. Why why did they have to go that direction? Like we kind of resolved it now, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, exactly i was
3: thinking about that
5: afterwards the daughter plot like well there was no plot like no. like she gets on the motorcycle with a boyfriend and you expect the trope about the arnold gonna is gonna clock the boyfriend
0: or scare him somehow but he never does it because <laughs> like, he's like kind of a bad father that way right. just like i, I like i will to get back to you on that but <laughs> right. it was like they had the daughter
3: subplot in like the lethal weapon movies that like with danny glover's daughter like it's like almost mm-hmm. like well oh, we got to put this into this movie or something right <laughs> I found myself wondering what it would be like
4: had they just shot most of the movie from the daughter's perspective. Like it's just a movie about a teen. She's grown up wow. except in the last 25% of the movie. Her dad shows up to save her because she's kidnapped by terrorists. Oh. On a so it's just this dad. That's not See through 75% oh. of the movie. And then he just <laughs> shows up after she's kidnapped. But the rest of the movie is her in high school, you know, doing stuff.
5: Her talking about her boring dad. Yeah. And yeah, all of a yeah. sudden there's this Harrier jet with her dad in it. And yep. You're like,
4: what? She's kidnapped. The jet shows up. And... You <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: know, when, when Matt shows up, it's like, she accepts that really quickly. And there's no reason for that at all. Like he's just telling her to jump off of that crane into this Harrier jet. Like, why does she just accept that? Like instantly. <laughs> right.
0: It's like, Oh yeah. It seems like a checks out. Of course you got it. You know? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. But this all came together in 1994. And so in 1994, I think Toby and I were starting to expand our domination over to Richmond Burton High School in different ways. Toby and varsity basketball and me, I guess, just like in junior varsity basketball, because we had to get both sides like dominated. You know, um, I was doing my part. Uh, do you remember about anything about 90, 1994, Toby? Uh,
5: what I remember, uh, I think it was. Uh, well, I think that's when we first started running for school offices. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a couple of years later. This would all lead climax and Bob losing the presidential race in a contested election for that's the right. senior presidency. <laughs> so
0: uh i probably lost like and like really with the votes but i don't think we really uh we're we're ahead of our time yeah, without exactly. like we're just we're like we don't want to hear facts or votes <laughs> or stuff like we know everyone loves us you know yeah, we I know did. that <laughs>
5: and the teacher was <laughs> like we're like recount them she's like i'm not recounting them <laughs> like and we're like we don't believe it then <laughs> oh man uh how about you mark
0: 1994 you still had the long hair right you're still no, really long no. island
2: no
4: no i cut it the summer of 93 i graduated high school in 93 <laughs> and that summer i cut it because i was starting college and i was like meh i probably should clean it up a little bit and uh yeah 94 i was starting my first year of college
0: and yeah. Tim, what do you remember about 1994 uh i was a
3: Freshman in high school, and I was working as a bag boy cashier at a grocery store. So that's, the, I saw this movie in the theater with my mom again. <laughs> <Your> mom, <yeah>. <laughs> she <laughs> was always, every every Arnold movie, she wanted to go like opening weekend. So I would tag along.
0: That's pretty fascinating. <laughs> Remember uh, in kindergarten cop, we were wondering like, who are the women, women that uh, attracted to Arnold? Yeah. Uh, what else happened in 1994? Um, Gary Kremen first registered the domain sex.com in 1994, triggering the transition of pornography from VHS and magazine racks to the internet. And so, usually, I kind of put this up, and then Toby puts a couple things. And damn, it, like, when I put something <laughs> up about porn, there's like
1: twelve
4: keeps of, going uh, and going, <laughs>
0: And and they're all referenced. They have like footnotes. (laughs) This is
5: the best researched report I've ever given. Um, Go ahead, it's mostly about technology and how porn has shaped technology around the world. And there's competing uh, opinions about this, but um, there's no, you know, a couple of facts. Uh, One is that porn produces. This is the independent newspaper. In England, I think um, they they say there's a study that porn produces the same amount of carbon dioxide as the whole of Belgium. Um, uh, porn standardized super eight film and mainly because super eight was cheaper to film and um, the video stores wanted to carry that. Um, uh, VHS porn porn. You can get three hours of porn on VHS versus Betamax. And so there are pe- the BBC uh, not the BBC, but there is uh, are, there are people arguing that therefore, you know, because uh, the BBC said that in the late seventies most videotape sales were pornographic in nature, and so the theory is that like because you know the bulk of the sales were VHS, then that's why VHS came out on top there.
3: I don't even think it's a theory, uh, in the nineteen
5: nineties. Five and six images shared on Usenet discussion groups for porno, um closed captioning is required for porn. So you
0: want to know what's happening. They're yeah. like, like, is this a stepfather or <laughs> uncle? Like. Yeah.
5: But I actually thought that was kind of cool. Like, like if you're someone who wants, uh, you know, people with all sorts of impairments, access to stuff, like let's may have had a blanket thing. Um, uh, apparently you know, there's some like questionable things I'll kind of leave out and just maybe we can throw okay. them in the, the website show notes. But, um, Uh, They also credit uh, for the same reason VHS killed Betamax. They say that uh, Blu-ray killed DVD, HD DVD. I don't know if you all remember a few years back, they were butting heads at Target and whatnot. Um, And Blu-ray came out on top and supposedly for the same reason that it has more uh, disk space, basically. Um, I have a link there. We should link this on the site, too, to the assy porn, which it's not all gross. Sometimes it's just like a pinup doll made with ones and zeros, basically, for computer geeks. Um, uh, The the oldest known carving of copulating couples was 11,000 years ago, and goat herders in Judea carved that into the wall. Um, and then about 4,000 years ago, uh, a Mesopotamian artist lovingly crafted a terracotta plaque of a man and woman having sex as she, sh- as she sips beer through a straw, um, <laughs> And then finally, this is just something the deep fakes. If this is where you take somebody's like Barack Obama has a famous one where they took his face and made it look like he was saying all this crazy stuff. And it looks pretty real. And this was a few years back. And you imagine it's probably better. But this is a huge thing in the porn industry and revenge porn, but also like potentially for politics worldwide, the deep fake thing. And I have an article linked there from Elle where she talks about how deep fake porn killed her career and stuff um,
0: so well thank you dr Crines. <laughs> the <your> porn <laughs> report everybody <laughs> for your dissertation uh, no that's great i think that's pretty fascinating that um and this kind of started in 1994 on the internet um what else happened in 1994 friends and touched by an angel debuted within one day of each other in september 1994 of course that was also the debut for the rachel which was the haircut worn by jennifer aniston In the first two seasons of Friends, she hated it, and her hairdresser was reportedly very high when he did it. So, this was (laughs) so there you go. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that happened in 1994, including like the World Cup and OJ and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Popular video games released that year included Donkey Kong Country, Sonic and Knuckles. I don't remember that one. Doom 2, definitely remember that. That was a good one. Tekken, it's amazing. And Need for Speed, which they just made that uh, movie like last year or something. <laughs> uh, okay, and 1994 also meant Beanie Babies. And here's a quick
5: uh, McDonald's commercial from uh, about the teeny Beanie Babies in the Happy Meals.
3: First I got Pinky. Then I got Pinky. I
1: got Pinky
2: and Patty in the same week. Would Vanessa catch something?
1: Teeny Beanie Baby, I just...
2: Now at McDonald's, your kids can get teeny beanie babies and a happy meal—real Thai beanie babies in a mini size to toss, tuck, or just plain love. One's in each dollar ninety-nine hamburger happy meal you buy your
1: kids. This uh, teeny beanie baby, itis will she outgrow it?
5: Not necessarily.
0: These cuddly plushies made their founder and owner over a billion dollars, and the guy. Uh, so the company is like tied. Thai- toys or something like that. the guy's actually not, name is actually Ty. something I forgot what the rest of it his name is Ty. so I'm going to ask you guys how much do you know about these all right all right oh looks like Mark's ready
5: <laughs> <laughs> well no I mean
0: had a I lot mean, of time in college I turn the a,
5: camera around Mark show us I was the- a, well, yeah. yes to, re- to
4: reveal this huge shelf <laughs> of rare oh my god he has the lobster dressed as Liza Medellie um <laughs> I didn't collect them. I was re- I was aware of them. Um, I remember I had friends, I had friends that were into them and I can remember hearing about like how much some of the rare ones were going for and just thinking this is fucking nuts. Um, but it was, it was fascinating to me. I'm kind of fascinated with, you know, any, anything that drives the populace insane, whether, you know, the tickle me Elmo's your cabbage patch kids, every, you know, few years a thing like this comes around and, uh, I'm always kind of interested in, in, in what that thing is um, and how insane fingerlings. people
5: get. Do you remember the fingerlings a year or two ago, Bob, with the kids? Oh yeah, like Sorry, little Mark. puppets. Like, right? it, it was like a little plastic doll you hang on your finger. But Mark, I just want to say that was like two years ago. Uh, the big thing for the kids—they were all sold out everywhere, and they were rationing them. Oh, I
0: remember. I, I
4: missed that one. I think fidget spinners <laughs> was the last one I was oh, kind
0: of. Oh aware yeah, of. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know, but no, I, I remember for whatever reason, I remember driving into high school and going down like the main highway and just seeing like, like someone took like some plyboard and just wrote like beanie babies like inside or something. You know, and I was just like, what the heck is with this? You know, just on the side of the road. It's and Tim, so do you killing. remember anything about beanie babies? Not really.
3: Uh, same, I was like aware of them. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, like I was, I was aware that people were selling them for crazy amounts of money and things like that. But no, yeah, that's basically. Mark, it it sounds like
5: you were driving around looking for them. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of fascination.
4: I wouldn't say driving. Maybe I'd take a walk. And if some happened to appear, I would. uh... Yeah.
3: I remember there was those weird little plastic protectors for the, the, for the, like the tags or something like that? Oh, little, yeah. the, I remember that they had those at like the local comic book shop. And I'm like, what, the, what are these? Like in the, <laughs> uh, having somebody explain it to me. But Tim, you're a, you create, uh, I'm going to insult you, but
5: dolls, you know. <laughs> uh, but um, has any of this like influenced your, uh,
3: you know, your creation, creative process? Like, I mean, I've never designed anything based off of a Beanie Baby or like that. But I mean... I wouldn't say that the Beanie Babies were ever an inspiration. It was more like, yeah, Muppets and that kind of, like, aesthetic than than anything. <laughs> mm. Dolls is totally wrong. These are monsters that
5: um, <laughs> yeah. look nothing I'm like monsters. Beanie Babies, and yeah. um, they would scare my children, maybe, yeah. but I don't know.
0: Interesting fact about Beanie Babies, they were deliberately underfilled, so they were unique you know, so they, that's why they're all floppy and stuff. Yeah. You know, they did a lot of price fixing on them.
5: Uh, the, the guy who founded them and ran the company uh, at one point says, we're going to discontinue them altogether in three months or whatever. And so everybody goes nuts. The prices go through the roof. And then like
0: a year, uh, you know, six months later, he's like,
5: oh, and here's a whole nother truckload of. them." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like,
0: he was definitely just like uh, screwing around with the market. But yeah. people, yeah, it, it went crazy. OK, so I wrote wrote some questions about this fad and I'm going to ask them to you. All right. Tim Beanie Babies first started getting huge in what metro area in 1994 New York, Chicago, Seattle or Mark Fitchman's neighborhood in Long Island
3: <laughs> Oh man I have, I I have no idea I guess New
0: York That is wrong it is Chicago Illinois that is where it all started yeah, there's a New York Times article that really started talking about all these parents in Chicago starting to tr- – for whatever reason, they realized they're all um, – they all had beanie babies, and they created this black market system, like, they, you know, like in terms of like it, two for this guy, two for that guy, and it ran in the New York Times, and it just kind of started people really trading this as almost as commodities – at the time, a back
3: so. alley, like beanie baby shenanigans happening
0: in Chicago, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it just kind of kept on spreading. <laughs> um, Toby, beanie babies once represented 10% of sales on this website Amazon.com, sex.com, Toys or us.com, or eBay. EBay, yep, that is correct. It was 10%. All right, Mark, beanie babies made a bear. Oh. To pay tribute to what tragedy? Princess Diana's death? The bombing of Pan Am 103? (laughs) Over Lockerbie, Scotland? (laughs) And it's not funny, but I'm very proud of myself (laughs) and my joke. Uh, (laughs) 9-11? Or the Bears not repeating their Super Bowl victory in 1986?
4: (laughs) I'm going with Princess Diana's death.
0: That is correct. Of course Uh you know. Yeah, of course. Not. Yeah, they made one. Um, it was purple, had like a little bit of a yeah. like a rose. Yep, yeah, and it was a very expensive Beanie Baby. Tim, this condiment inspired one of the most popular figures for Beanie Babies: Tabasco, ketchup, mayonnaise, or mustard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no
3: idea. Tabasco. I have no idea. That is correct. <laughs> it, <laughs>
0: yeah it inspired uh Tabasco the bull which they had to change the number oh i I think i lost it where where it was they had to change the name um due to I think it was a trademark name and the, the few that were made were became very of course they probably did it on purpose you know because they became super expensive um but yeah became one of the most popular is like a little bull or something like that toby. Taking off the tag made the figure lose how much value? 33%, 50%, 25% or did it make it more valuable? I would, I would say they lost at least half the value. That is correct. It lost 50% of its value when that tag was off. And then Mark, last question. Patty the Platypus sold for how much money in 2019? $9, $900, $9,000 or $19,000?
4: It was $9,000.
0: That is correct. Wow.
4: And this is looking worse and worse for me for denying uh, involvement in Beanie
3: Babies. Wait, in 2019 it sold for that much? Yeah. Yeah. What? Wow. I was going to ask if any of these things still held value, but that answers my question, I guess. Yes, they do hold value. (laughs) (laughs) your retirement fund is in beanie babies (laughs) it's gone gone now it's gone now it's been replaced by a collection of delightful creatures
0: (laughs) oh thank you so much you guys okay let's get into the the plot of true lies basically it's a fearless globe-trotting terrorist battling secret agent he has his life turned upside down when he discovers his wife might be having an affair with a used car salesman while terrorists smuggle nuclear warheads into the United States. And it's oh so much more than that. Lead off topic. Upon rewatch, do you uh, view Harry Tasker any differently for diverting government resources to stalk his wife? Let's start with you, uh, Mark. Yeah,
4: you know, it's it's a really part of the movie that I didn't remember. Um, I didn't remember that part of the movie and then watching it again, I was like, man, this guy seems like a real prick. Like I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was not cool. I, di- I did not like that. Um, and,
0: and then also second question with that, like what is the biggest crime he committed in this movie?
4: Um, Aside from the many murders, um, <laughs> pr- probably, probably uh, taking the Harrier jet at the end and uh you know <laughs> kind of pushing the air force guy to the side and, like i didn't even know how they let him do the wall because it's because it's a it's a movie but yeah that was no so that that and the murders that and the murders
0: <laughs> i think the murders were justified right because it was in in the pursuit of national defense or something like he, he might have been able to like maybe call for backup or something
4: yeah but. i don't know i don't think he had to shoot all those guys on skis and,
3: <laughs> yeah yeah he right. wounded a, a lot of people well it also like all the d- potential innocent bystanders and all the different like car chases and crashes yeah. and like got, I mean, like the potentially other people that w- would have been in that bathroom like i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he did get in an elevator with
5: a woman while he was riding a horse so. right oh man <laughs> uh
0: what do you think kobe
5: I actually think it was the uh, the misuse of government resources the rest you could like couch in like line of duty stuff like I needed the harrier I, I had to shoot all these people sorry for the de- the death side effect but uh, as soon as you took that that money off the the case and put it on your wife that's where you're gonna have some problems even the the little French guy in the thing he's got the the guy d- recording the audio so he can <laughs> pretend to be French <laughs>
0: Yeah, like say we work together. Uh actually Mark and I work together. Mark, would you be uh would you, if I sent you a script to read uh for something, would you do it? No questions asked? Yes. Okay. Well then that's good because I because I am in the field. I am like Harry Tasker for <laughs> supermarkets. Um and then I like Tim, what's the I'm interested in your thoughts on this, but also something else came to mind. Like what's a bigger um, mess up Uh, Tom Arnold getting that blow job and blowing a six month, uh, like operation or or six week operation, or is it like um, kidnapping that guy who did nothing wrong except for try to seduce Arnold's wife and like make him pee his pants, like continuously.
3: yeah, Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're both horrible. I mean, they're both horrible. Their jobs for having done either of those things, but yeah, like, I mean, Bill Paxton easily could have fallen off that dam and just died. Like they had him, like right on the edge. Like, just like, yeah, like it's crazy
0: what they what they did. Like, is so illegal. <laughs> I know. And all those guys were just sort of uh, just along for the ride. They're just, they're just like, what are we doing here? Okay, yeah, we got them. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry about
5: it. I have a, uh, a, a, a compilation of clips that I put together on Bill Paxson's lines about the, the women here. So this is Bill Paxson on women.
2: Say, how about a little spin? Sure. See, it's not just a car. It's a total image. An identity you have to go for. This isn't some high-tech sports car. Tell you the truth, it doesn't even handle that great. But that's not the idea, is it? What are we talking about here? Pussy, right, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Let's face it, Harry, the vet get some wet, but it's not enough. If you really want to close escrow, well, you got to have an angle. Suppose you have an angle, <laughs> it's killer. I mean, look at me. I'm not that much to look at. No, no, no. I can be honest. But I got them lining up, and not just the skanks either. Well, some are. So, what's the angle? What do women really want? You take these bored housewives married to the same guy for years, they're stuck in a rut. They need some release. A promise of adventure, a hint of danger. I create that for them. So basically you're lying your ass off the whole time. See, I couldn't do that. <laughs> what are you, a boy scout? No, no. Think of it as playing a role. It's fantasy. I mean, you got to work on their dreams. Get them out of their daily suburban grind for a few hours. What about their husbands? ticklish I mean... Let's face it, if they took care of business, I'd be out of business, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those idiots. I always got a couple on the hook, you know. There's this one right now. I got her pinned like a dog. <laughs> it's great. What does she do? Some sort of legal secretary or something. You know, a tight and conservative. Oh, but she could be so hot if she wanted to be. And with Jewish, she gets to be real hot, huh? <laughs> Red hot. Yeah. Her thighs steam. <laughs> It's like a dying plant, just needs a little water. Married to some boring jerk. Married to some boring jerk. Yeah, you know, he doesn't appreciate her. She's like all these babes. You get their pilot lit, they can suck start a leaf blower. <laughs> oh, gosh, she's got the most incredible body. And a pair of titties make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk. Ass like a 10-year-old boy. ha, ha,
5: ha. So uh, we should say we
0: didn't say any of that.
3: <laughs> it goes on that for Academy so Award long. nominee,
0: Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so all right. So appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arnold always seems to have a sidekick. So I just wrote some of the more famous ones. It's Danny DeVito and twins, you know, Phoebe and kindergarten cop. Uh, edward furlong and terminator 2 vanessa williams and eraser ray dong chong and commando where do you rank tom arnold and arnold sidekicks tim
3: uh, he's pretty high up there i mean i feel like they, they had a pretty good chemistry throughout the movie like i don't know like I, I don't remember tom arnold from a lot of movies honestly like i didn't i mean I, I i was i mean i knew him from roseanne and all that like but like i don't remember seeing him in a lot of features and i feel like that this was one of his standout roles. And I feel like that he'd play the good sidekick, even though he's like the comic relief, you know?
0: Yeah. Originally the movie theater, the production house or whoever the producers, they didn't want Tom Arnold to be in this for, for all the Roseanne. Cause he's going through the divorce with, uh, at this time, but James Cameron really just went on, on the ledge for him. And said, like, I'm not doing this without Tom Arnold because, um, They, he just really liked the chemistry that he had with Arnold. And I guess Tom Arnold is both of their friends for in real life now for a long time. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, What'd you
5: think, Toby? So I hate Tom Arnold as like a comedian, but I thought (laughs) I loved him in this. Um, And you know, the thing, that thing about the Roseanne, there's a line in there where he's like, uh, the bitch took my egg or not my egg, the bitch took my ice tray and apparently that really happened and he <laughs> was telling that to james cameron during production and james cameron's like that's hilarious that's going in the movie um so i have this clip here of uh, it's it's basically tom arnold on kids and marriage but it kind of ends in that so
1: kids 10 seconds of joy 30 years of misery i got married three times but at least i was ever dumb enough to have any yeah she shouldn't be stealing i told her better than that yeah well, you're not her parents anymore you and helen her parents are Axl Rose and Madonna. The five minutes a day you spend with her can't compete with that kind of constant bombardment. You're outgunned, Daddy O. You know it's not just because you're a bad parent. I mean, kids today are ten years ahead of where we were at the same Good age. Morning. Good morning, Mr. Foster. Don't be ridiculous. She's only what is she now? She's fourteen years. She's only fourteen, She's 14, years, 14 years old. She's fourteen. Her little hormones going like a fire. Alarm. You know, I say it's even money she physics on the bike pointer. Oh, not Dana. On oh, that Dana denial it's not just river in egypt no more is it harry she's probably stealing the money to pay for an abortion
2: why didn't you open the door
1: or drugs 20 here 50 there i figure my white scumbag boyfriend was taking it hell he takes everything else it never appear in the goddamn fridge thought you moved out well i had to move back in my lawyer said it would give me a better shot at getting the house during the property settlement and so forth but uh don't change the subject man you still owe me 200 bucks good morning jenna's
5: so that was actually Tom Arnold on kids. But this is the one where he's on uh, Tom Arnold on affairs and marriage. So. <laughs> Equally as great.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the club, man.
2: <laughs>
1: <Really>. <laughs> Nobody talent. thinks it can happen to them the first time, buddy. Same thing that happened to his wife number two. Remember? I had no idea nothing's going on, right? I come on one day and the house is completely empty. And I mean completely empty. She even took the ice cube trays out of the freezer. What kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? I love Helen. hey Harry, hey, listen, Helen still loves you. You know, she just wants to bang this guy for a while. You know,
0: it's nothing serious. you get used to it soon. Oh, stop
1: cheering me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you think as a sidekick, Mark?
4: You know something? He was he was up there for me. I thought I don't really remember anything of like his stand up or. or pretty much anything else he was in, but I thought he did a really good job with this movie and he's got those crazy ass eyes too, which just kind of help sell the whole thing. Like he just looks nuts. Um Yeah. I thought he did great.
0: Yeah. I always liked Tom Arnold a lot. I like, of course being with Roseanne has been kind of a hindrance to his career and he's done kind of weird stuff, but I've always appreciated it because also he's also He's also Midwest boy. You know, he grew up in Iowa. He even worked in a slaughterhouse for a while. This is like after high school and before he moved up to Minneapolis and started getting into comedy. And so I always like appreciated that kind of, not that I followed the same path, but I always, you know, I always thought he was pretty funny. I really thought he had a chance here. And then I guess he really didn't do anything else a little bit. And that that line
4: about the, uh, the constant bombardment, um, as related to the kids, I mean, how, how prescient was that? I mean, that's just, right.
2: it's kind of nuts when you think
4: about it, like in, in terms of levels of bombardment, what they had, what we had in 1994, if you were a kid as to what, what we have now, I mean, it's just, a, right. not even can't even, can't even keep
0: up. Yeah. I'm that's why I don't even try at Parenting. I just like whoever you want, like it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Uh, okay. um, Let's get into our our favorite action sequences because there's a bunch of uh, ones out there. Uh, What do you think, Toby? Um, I'm going to go with
5: Harry tells the truth and kills everyone, and I got a a clip for that here.
0: Uh, Is there anything you want to tell me before we start?
2: Yeah. I'm going to kill you pretty soon. I
0: see. How exactly?
2: First, I'm going to use you as a human shield. Then I'm going to kill this guard over there with the Patterson Trokar on the table. And then I was thinking about breaking your neck.
0: And what makes you think you can do all that?
2: You know, my handcuffs. Hmm. I've picked them. <gasps> uh, 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh the bs superhero or a, a, a secret agent i can't even call like peeing in the toilet correctly anymore i'm just like <laughs> so i can i i can appreciate him doing that <laughs> I, I like in that scene
3: right here seeing his pov and everything's blurring and he's like about to fall asleep and then he just basically goes from being groggy <laughs> to being like Full action, like 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 the drugs never kicked in, but we <laughs> saw his POV. So like, yeah. <laughs> like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, he activated yeah, that Austrianness me as
4: well. That, that was a, l- a little odd, but.
3: Like yeah. if they didn't show the POV, it's like, okay, he's just acting the whole time, but like you saw that, so it's like, well, it was affecting him, I guess, but like right. whatever. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm looking for logic in this movie, but yeah. Right. <laughs> right.
0: It's sort of like uh in the first scene where they're in the in the Switzerland, like when you hire like uh guards you make sure that they have like seasonally cr- uh correct like uh you know, outside wear and like <laughs> make sure I get some ski troops and some like, <laughs> snowmobiles. <laughs> like, Have them uh, all at the ready. Yeah. <laughs> just, just in case you have to go downhill the whole time, you know. Uh, Mark, what was your favorite action sequence?
4: Um, the horse through the hotel. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. Haven't, haven't seen anything like that in a movie, at least for me. I Haven't seen a lot of horses. I was actually hotels.
3: I was wondering if that whole horse chase with the motorcycle stuff was an inspiration for John Wick Three, because mm. it's they definitely go that route a bit in John Wick Three with the, him on a horse and motorcycles and stuff.
0: <laughs> and also, supposedly, the that horse sequence, or when they're on top of the building, yeah. uh, Arnold almost died um, because the horse got spooked by a boom mic. And it all of a sudden just like started like kind of flying around and he had to like basically like jump off into like a stunt man's arms or something. Otherwise he might've been flying off. Well, I don't know. I don't think they were all the way up there. Like, I was going to say they could have the been floor. on top of
3: a roof. <laughs> 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 right.
0: But it, 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 he almost got really hurt then, I guess.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, how about you, Tim?
3: I do love that whole opening with like in the snow and like him getting chased and like, the, you know catching the two dogs and smashing their heads together um that's a pretty good sequence but but i think as far as like a single action sequence it's like that ending it or like i guess not the ending but the uh, on the bridge when he's like hanging from the helicopter and pulling her out of the car like you see that like wide shot and like they're clearly doing that stunt like that was mm-hmm. uh, that was really impressive like it's a pretty crazy spectacle of like driving a car at that speed with a helicopter with like stunt people like literally doing that like that was pretty awesome Mm
0: -hmm. and i think uh supposedly jamie lee curtis did her own stunt there uh, on her 35th birthday (laughs) so happy birthday happy birthday back in there back then (laughs) all right next question what vacation spot would you go to launch your terrorist plot tim (laughs) (laughs) can't do it Uh, for the keys
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh I, was, I guess I was going to say, Florida seems like a perfectly good spot, right? I mean, it's like probably plenty of resources down there. <laughs> easy to get into, yep, easy to smuggle. Yeah. I guess so you Florida- can you can bl- blow off like an atomic bomb not that far off the coast, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Everyone's just like, yeah, see you later.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how about you, Toby? Any thoughts? Yeah, well, it would have to be
5: someplace that I wouldn't mind like – Having the wildlife, just dis- you know, that whole like whatever like ecosystem they have, like that, I wouldn't care to see it again. Um, uh, so Yosemite's out. Um, <laughs> <go to> Yosemite. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm thinking like uh, Kansas. Sorry, Kansas,
0: but is, is that a vacation spot? I guess. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, maybe how about you mark when you go to um, a vacation in kansas where do you go <laughs> the, the, for, the direct to start, center of the country <laughs> to start
4: my terrorist plot and i did give this some thought and i, I went with dollywood oh. um really because i mean if you're going to start a, a you know a terrorist uh, uh, rampage and and strike fear into the hearts of people. I mean, I can't imagine just, just a, a a best and worst place than Dollywood, because I mean, it would just, it would just tear everyone's heart out. You know, you just, why Dollywood? Why sweet Dollywood? (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that would be, that would show some, some next level cruelty uh, as a tourist, just to kick it off in Dollywood.
0: Let's get into some uh quick trivia before as a break. So the US government supplied three marine harriers and their pilots for a fee of a hundred thousand seven hundred and thirty six dollars. So that's twenty four hundred dollars or twenty four ten two thousand four hundred and ten dollars an hour. So that means, guys, if we take all of our Trump bucks that we're getting twelve hundred dollars each and we pull it together, we're gonna get we could get two hours worth of marine harriers. <laughs> the, I don't know. Just, <laughs> go around so i think it's well worth it my favorite arnold quote about true lies is uh, he, of course he made it on the campaign trail or something when he was a republican governor one of my movies was called true lies it's what the democrats should have called their convention <laughs> um the set uh, bra and the lingerie worn by helen tasker was actually jamie lee curtis's from her private collection the sequel from true lies as was already, was always reportedly in the works but right after true lies came up came titanic for james cameron which pretty much he worked on that for years and so they had a script ready and it would have been released sometime in 2002 but there are some script problems and then 9-11 happened and then cameron was just sort of said like in this day and age terrorism just isn't funny anymore <laughs> and uh i guess i like, can't like it's like it's like say how, no many, that. how many like contagion comedies
5: have now been put on the shelf because of covid <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole genre is just done now
4: all those
0: yeah those wacky disease <laughs> comedies i know <laughs> uh hurts. anybody else have any uh interesting trivia to share
4: Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm thinking they did have to reshoot or re-edit um, that first Spider-Man movie, the Sam his first Sam Raimi's first one, because of 9/11. If I remember correctly, I think there was a scene in that yeah. that they had to they had to cut or something.
3: It was the tra- um, and it was definitely in the trailer. There was like a he puts a web between the twin towers and catches like a, a helicopter, and they had yeah. to take that whole sequence out of the movie.
0: Any uh, any other trivia? Uh, I noticed that Mark
3: Goldblatt uh, is one of the editors on that. Who's like kind of one of Cameron's hangers on from the back in his Roger Corman days. He was still working on working with him at that point, which I thought was interesting. I guess he, I, he worked on most of his movies, but he's just like a kind of a really well known editor, and it makes sense that he's working with him still. Uh, and then I I re- didn't realize that um, what was it? Uh, I can't remember the, the something uh, Cameron some, uh, the or the His cinematographer on this movie that he had, it was the guy who shot Hard Target, I think is the reason he got uh, True Lies, but that was the guy who he brought on for Titanic and won the Oscar for Titanic. But he wasn't, he was doing a lot of like kind of low, lower key schlocky stuff up until that point in Cameron Mm. had hired him for like a smaller project and then gave him the cinematographer
0: role on True Lies, which I thought was interesting. Uh, Russell Carpenter. Yes, that's it. Yep. Heck yeah! You know, whenever you find someone talented, I think you just, you latch onto them and you don't let them go. So Which
3: is Cameron would do that, but he was so notoriously difficult to work with that he would lose people. But like, he would get like really talented people on all of his movies and you'd see certain core people stick with him through the years. But like, I think he was just like, he was definitely like a difficult person to work for is my understanding.
0: Yeah, I think I saw like a quote from him saying like, he deliberately tried to make every shot difficult and if it wasn't difficult he'd find ways to make it that way or something like something yeah, like yeah. preposterous mm. like that so i can just see like all of them were just like could just get like just get fed up
3: i think he's also super micromanaging and so that because he's like he came from a background of special effects and prop building and all that kind of stuff that like he's always like very hands on in all aspects and like expects like a lot from everybody which you know I mean, it shows like his his movies are all like super well made, but it's like, yeah, I can imagine that he would probably be a difficult boss to have on a project like that.
0: all right, let's get in some more questions, so Arnold always seems to be shooting up malls, like right like he no. like in commando um Terminator two, what else yeah. Uh, jingle all the way (laughs) 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 um if you're an action star what location would you be like what's your calling card action scene like you always like fight at the farmer's market or something (laughs) like (laughs) mark what's it where are you unleashing bullets
4: um we are unleashing bullets in all of my movies we destroy an entire anthropology store
0: um, <laughs> like you're just like happen to be browsing there. You're like, yeah, some the jewelry, <laughs>
4: and, and just like using all you know, like just just smashing people with the wicker balls and just random knickknacks. <laughs> and then at the end, the whole thing's always just just destroyed, and just this this one sad looking uh, woman at the the register, just as we we uh, we speed away, and everything is just in shambles. <laughs>
0: that's great and then some of the lines she, that she could say is like is that cash or tr- credit or like, <laughs> I, I was a bit
5: disappointed that the cleaning guy in this movie after he destroys the building with the harrier jet like like the cleaning guy would had, was set up for a line and he didn't say it oh, yeah
0: like or he could just like put his hands on his hips and just like side and be like oh, yep. my God. exactly like I gotta clean this like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Toby, what you what are you uh, shooting up?
5: Um, I I'd probably uh, want to do it like in a school. Not that I would want to. Like, well, maybe it would be like uh, I would want to. Like, it would be always like me and the principal. Like, f- like he was like an evil hardened terrorist. Like, and I would have to. I would come up with a, find a gang of students that could help me overthrow the principal or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> again and again and again. <laughs> like, every movie is like. <laughs> You just happen to find yourself at the school and like going through it again. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Uh how about you Tim?
3: Uh I always love a good action sequence in a grocery store. Um like mm. like Stone Cold or Cobra or even like Hot Fuzz like action sequences that take place in grocery stores are always uh pretty fun. So that would mm-hmm. be my my go to all the uh, oh. running up and down aisles and using products as a uh, dis- distractions
0: and Taking down end caps. Yeah. A bunch of great stuff. Like, you got got the wine bottles. You got knives all over the place. Mm, You're just. Yeah.
3: Freezer aisle.
4: Oh. Right. (laughs) You remember the one in uh, Raising Arizona? Do you remember that? Singing in the grocery store is one of my favorites.
1: It's
0: so good. Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite part of the movie, you guys? It could be a scene. It could be a character. It could be anything. It could be a pack of lucky like Paul malls or no, it was lucky strikes with a video camera. Uh, what's your favorite part of the movie? Let's start with Toby. Uh,
5: I'd say, even though I, I knew it was coming at the very end, when he says you're fired, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I was surprised because I was like, wait, he's going to fire this missile and where's it going to go? And I had forgotten that it goes and hits the terrorists. <laughs> And that like it goes through the building, the helicopter full of terrorists is sitting on the other side. <laughs> just crashes. Um, so that's my favorite. And I actually brought the clip, but uh, right prior to this, I also got the clip of uh, Tia Carrere saying, Oh shit, before she plummets to her death. So, like... Oh shit. <laughs> You're fired. I should
0: have won the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and there he's killed all like five hundred terrorists that happen to be in the Florida Keys without yeah. anybody knowing. <laughs> yeah. Oh that, that was a pretty good one. How about you, Tim? What what was your favorite?
3: Um, I mean I think I've already mentioned the the, the dog headbutting, you know, but yeah. uh, I guess oh. the, the other one is the bathroom when he rips the uh like the air dryer off the wall to just club the guy to death. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's pretty good. Oh <laughs> uh, like it's punching him he okay. has to rip something off the wall.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, the fight in the bathroom was pretty intense and I don't know if anybody else noticed this like the, you remember that that big dude he's fighting when he walks in. It almost seems like they were kind of paying homage to like that first Terminator movie because it seems like he's wearing the same jacket. And just the way he walks in and whips out that shotgun, like it just, uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it reminded me of that. Uh And then I guess aside from that, any of the stuff with Tia Carrera, it was just, was fine Mm -hmm. to watch for me.
3: (laughs) Yeah. He's totally got the trench coat and glasses from Terminator. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Not funny annoying.
0: like how much like trench coats show up in Arnold <laughs> movies, right? Like I just yeah. been noticing that now.
4: <laughs> you, know, you can put stuff in them, you know, they're very
0: handy. Yeah. You just yeah, it's like a tarp. You just put a big tarp yeah. over his big body, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess and then I want to talk a little bit about the daughter or lack of character that there was, Eliza <laughs> Dushku. Like, uh what do you guys think? Like should they have gone more with that or even just why even make it a thing? I, I, I feel like they could have, uh, I mean, I guess they
5: needed somebody to land on the Harrier jet later. <laughs> and right. I don't know. I feel I, it would have been better if it was Tom Arnold, I think, or something like we could have done without the kid
0: plot point and, uh, had more time falling into the Harrier. Right. Like Mark, did they give her a pass with the whole stealing from Gibbs coat thing?
4: I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and I, I agree with Toby. It was kind of just weird, sort of just just sort of screwed on to the the rest of the movie. Um, didn't really need to to be there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could they could have yeah. made her maybe like a special niece or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 probably would have made it her
0: seems. First. Tim, it seems like if you save Miami from nuclear annihilation, you can get a whole bunch of stuff just sort of swept under the rug or swept to the side. Do you think that's true?
3: Yeah. I mean it seems that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Lie to your wife for 15
3: years. <laughs> yeah. Uh <laughs> well, and also like kidnap her and like interrogate her and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a lot of things he does to her that's like I don't know, completely unforgivable. <laughs> Yeah. Even just putting her into that hotel room,
0: like, oh, like, yeah. like, I just, its crazy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, and then I—he must have had a really good sound system on that little tape player or something, <laughs> like, to be that able to just like, thing, like
4: using the tape recorder and having to like rewind it to the right yeah. spot. I mean, like, it was, it was 1994, but I think there was technology that existed that
2: yeah. would supersede <laughs> you
4: using a, a tape recorder to to do that. It was just. It's just a little strange.
5: The, the other thing, like uh, middle aged men with those sorts of skills with language and history and art, they don't know how to use a tape recorder. Like, right. like he would have really struggled pressing play. Like, teach me again how to use the tape yeah. recorder before I go up there. <laughs>
0: And he had to have like been constantly listening to the whole thing to know where to stop right away. So he's just the entire day. you was just listening to his script. Do <laughs> I mean, it slowly. Do for more. this uh,
4: this high tech, uh, you know, network of uh, of uh, spies like what they don't have any kind of like voice disguising apparatus <laughs> or like it's just yeah. it end up as a tape recorder in a James? Yeah,
5: Cameron speaking movie. Of which, Here's a clip where uh, Tom Arnold's explaining all the stuff they ha- all the spy stuff.
1: Okay, it's all set up. Got fax machine, ghost phones, all the usual stuff. You have a suite at the Marquee Hotel under the name of Rehnquist.
2: All right, reality check. Let's go. Hi, my name is Harry Rehnquist. I own a corporate art consulting company in San Francisco and have an appointment. Anyway,
5: I'll stop right there. <laughs> so they have the ghost phones and the fax machines. <laughs>
0: yeah, because they're faxing them. They're like, fax us back. <laughs> you know. uh, okay, so the final thing, let's rank... Uh, I know how Toby's going to rank this, but his final, his final line of "You're fired" on a scale of <laughs> one to five trench coats. <laughs> Mark, how how good is that line?
4: Mm, for Arnold lines, maybe I
0: give it about a six. More than five and from one to five. Oh, trench I'm sorry, coats. one to
2: five. <laughs>
5: yeah, it, was, it was amazing.
0: We're going to knock it down to a three. Okay, Toby. Yeah. yeah.
5: It's up there. I, I'm gonna put it it's probably four trench coats. I mean Asa La Vista baby, I'll be back. Those are probably better. Um Stick how about he, he, here here's your sub zero no, now plain zero from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh
0: wasn't that from
3: Running Man? Oh, I think that's it, right. Oh it yeah. wasn't
5: from it was yeah,
3: it, uh, it was Running Man, wasn't it? Sub Zero is one of the other guys in Running Man. All right. What was the one in in, uh, Batman? Uh, I'll have to dig that up. That was a great one. I think one of my other favorites is from Commando, and it's like, let off some steam, and he like stabs him onto the steam (laughs) pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Uh, Tim, where are you ranking this? Uh,
3: Yeah, four seems. I mean, it's uh, with uh, with the actual visual gag of how it like all plays out that adds it kind of ups it a little bit but yeah it's not the most clever arnold line but it's definitely up there
0: yeah you know for some reason i thought i remembered like the guy you know like the terrorist guy art malik or whatever i thought he gave like kind of like like he like shrugged at the end for some reason that's <laughs> really, like kind of like a humorous like oh what can you do but he didn't he was just sort of like yelling the whole time
3: they do get uh, kind of slapsticky though like with him like when he like slides him back onto like the fin of the jet and things like that oh like,
0: yeah like right?
3: Right. there's like some like weird like, <laughs> they're trying to go like goofy comedy all of a sudden it's like what is going on
0: <laughs> oh that's right they just keep on like nailing his balls like and then they're gonna like you know like like gouge his eyes next you know
5: yeah, it's uh, great. Can I run through some Mister Freeze lines from uh, Yes, uh, <laughs> <and> film? <laughs> great film here. Uh, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Okay, <laughs> let's kick some ice. Cool party <laughs> um, tonight. Hell freezes over. Yeah, we'll stop
0: there. I can't even believe that movie was made. Was it? That people like looked at it and it's like this is something we should do. I was
3: thinking it was a Mr. Freeze, but it might be the Rainier Wolf Castle thing from The Simpsons when he's like, "Iced to see you. <laughs> yes, Simpsons. Like, like, little- <laughs> 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 uh,
0: okay. Now is the time for open agenda or any other questions? Anybody got anything before we start ranking? All right, Toby. It's time to rank... This movie, as you guys know, we go through and we rank all the movies we've covered in during this rewatch. We are down to one, the seventeen, one for eighteen for Toby, and now shoot, I'm trying to figure out. It's like you know what? It's, It's funny because I I really have affection towards Arnold Schwarzenegger as a movie. Thing, but all of his movies I've seen so far, I'm just like, yeah, Yeah, they
5: haven't done the great ones.
0: I (laughs) guess that's that's true. Like
5: maybe it's my fault. We watched uh, well, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, True Lies.
3: (laughs) So I I was gonna say you guys did pick some really strange ones. If you're gonna go for Arnold, like you didn't go for like the more heavy hitters like Running Man, Commando, Terminator Two. Yeah, Um, you
0: know, at the time, I just I was looking for more like kind of unique ones like interesting ones you know yeah i guess they're kind of interesting <laughs> right, right um I, I guess that's true so i guess it's my own fault
3: even total recall like that <laughs> right yeah. oh. so many great arnold ones
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like twins
4: <Good>
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> okay i think do you know where you're putting this in? yeah yeah i
5: think we're this a similar boat here <laughs>
0: okay so i have true lies at number 14 below you've got mail and above kindergarten co- cop <laughs> <laughs> because the end of you've got mail just really nails me every time like so like don't cry shop girl <laughs> don't, don't cry <laughs> another another movie based upon lies yeah, subterfuge. <laughs>
5: oh. and i gotta say so i have it at 13 um But there's a big gap between 12 and 13. So above it is the Raid 2 Legend of Drunken Master, and then like a million feet, and then True Lies Singles. Space for
3: some other movies to go here. Man,
0: (laughs) I think we almost might have to do another Arnold um, month just to make up for this Arnold (laughs) month. (laughs) You know, you're right. We'll be back, we'll be back, Arnold. well next one should be is the terminator so That's we're coming. We're, we're going to end on a high on a high note for sure all right you guys thank you so much for coming on mark pride of long island thank you very much thanks bob tim thank you it was a lot of fun thanks for having me and toby i will see you next week when we watch the terminator and thank you all for listening to the Agent Hipster Rewatch. The Agent Hipster Rewatch is produced and written by Bob Serrano and Toby Crines. Edited by Bob Serrano. Theme song written by Ryan Reed. If you like the show, please share it with a friend. We would appreciate it. And you're fired.